You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. This is the show where we hold it together and other members get really stoned. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System and none of us are stoned. What do we talk about, gang? Montreal Comic Con. We talk about excitement in the Ukraine and how Ebola is ravaging Africa. And then Cafe Chimera goes bye-bye. We talk about LARP Season 2 that's coming out and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, that sounds better. We slide into a little bit of Donald Glover and then we talk about the DFA show and Red Fang and you too, Donald Glover. You two? How did you two get on this podcast? Wait, how do we slide into Don Glover? <laughs> we just slid straight into Donald Glover. And also, now that you download this podcast, all the U2 albums are on it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I was going to try to catch us in the middle of that conversation. It was going to yeah, be like all you, super you were like looking expectant at the no, computer. No, no, I know, but it's because <laughs> I've been like, I've been, while you guys have been talking, I've been like fiddling with the levels to try mm-hmm. to get them like balanced out. And I was like, all right, now That's great! Oh, shit. So <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, fuck, we're going to like jump in recording. We're going to be talking about Batman. And be like, oh, hello there. You caught us talking about the Dark Knight. And that would segue. Segway or seg? Anyone? It's definitely not seg. Seg is not a word. Because <laughs> Walter's been saying seg a lot, and I was like, he's been saying it enough that it's been making me question myself. Like, is, that, is that short for Sega? Sega. Do not question yourself. <laughs> it's definitely Segway. Yeah. I feel that it, but it looks really weird on the page. It looks like seg on the page. What? You mean, oh, I thought he was, in, like, shortening it. You mean he's actually pronouncing the whole word that way? Like French. Like the Hague? Seg. Le seg? C'est le seg. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's a professional writer, guys. <laughs> of all of us, he's the one who gets paid to write. Not a professional reader. I'm glad that he's spelling it correctly. Touche. Saying it out loud. So anyway, we were talking about Batman before you yes. joined us, listener. <laughs> Which I guess leads into Montreal going comic crazy over the weekend. Yeah, see, that's that's my big problem with the convention. There was no comics? There was no comics at the Montreal Comic Con. <laughs> really? Explain how. All right, so... I'm going to compare it to the other con that most of us have been to. And, PAX. Uh, fan Expo. Fan PAX Expo is a video game con. Right. Not a comic con. The Toronto Fan Expo. Right. And the Toronto Fan Expo very clearly says we're a geek niche convention that has comic books, that has horror, that has science fiction. And they also, they, they even they even go as far as to like the branding of it is like five mini cons, right? They even have their little yeah. names for them. It's like Horror Town or like whatever the fuck it's called. That like, and it's called Fan Expo, not, not Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's like, and, and there's very, very different things. Like there's like little mini packs that goes on where it's like people playing video games, little tournaments and fighting game stuff. And yep. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And there's a huge section for horror. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of sci-fi. And, and of they mix in a lot of other geek, geek stuff, anime and pro wrestling and yeah. we saw Honky Tonk Man walking around the floor one day yeah exactly Vidya yep we saw Honky Tonk Man and then he got really mad and called Scott fat and then really sorts. no not at all I'm just talking about those weird Honky Tonk shoot interviews where he's just being <laughs> the worst person ever 
Harper Kid uh, was more talented when he was high. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Honky. <laughs> yeah, so it's been... That's not, that's not necessarily wrong. <laughs> no, you might have a point. <laughs> I'm not going to say decidedly one way or the other without doing a little more research, but I... There may I don't be, think there that's may a horrible. Be, there may be some discussion. <laughs> Anyways, Montreal. The convention a, is called the Montreal Comic Con, right? And there were lots of marquee guests at this convention. Hulk Hogan was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't that kind of a get for the con? Yeah, don't sure. They it usually, is. not all show up. Like uh, Stephen Amell was there from Arrow. George mm-hmm. A. Romero was there. Yeah, George A. Romero was there, and Robert England was there. Robert England was yeah. there. Yeah. Cool. Um, Tristratus, Lita were both there. There's a lot of wrestlers. A couple of Power Rangers were there. The red one? Is the red one the one who did porn? A lot of the Power Rangers were there. Like, yeah, at least... I only saw two. There was three. Hmm. Isn't one of them dead? Yeah, one of them is absolutely dead. Died yeah. in, like, a motorcycle accident. But was one of them one? did porn, and I think it was the red one. And I'm really... Dis- I thought it was the green one. Austin green St. John? One. No, the green one has been... Is a career Power Ranger. He's been in, like, a thousand episodes. Yeah. So? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> one, one of the Power Rangers did porn. And I feel like it's the red one. I feel like we've even talked about this in previous yeah. podcasts. I don't know. Rings a bell. I, I do know about this. but Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. Okay, but there yeah. were no marquee comic talents there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, a couple of years ago, the year you got married, they had Stan Lee. Yeah. And you know what? Stan Lee is, is Stan Lee. And I'm not expecting Stan Lee to go to every convention on the tour circuit because he's like he's in, in every his Marvel 90s, movie. right? Yeah, but he's in his nineties, and he was not. He was not in Guardians of the Galaxy. He absolutely was. He, he totally had, was. He had ladies with him standing up at the bridge when Rocket was trying to bag Star Lord. He's oh, like, "Whoa!" You're totally right. And he has two yeah, hot chicks, and he's wearing little he had future another glasses. One? I just read about them cutting a big scene with him out. No, they yeah, they cut a scene, but they put a different one in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, my bad. I was yeah, so exactly. close. They, he actually had. He also little... had a cameo in Guardians or Agents of Shield. Crazy. Good. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but but yeah, no, no Jim Lee, no. Uh, Todd McFarlane, no Alex Eric Malone. Larson, no <laughs> no Brian Michael Bendis, no You're saying literally nobody associated with comics. Well, like, there was there was some, an artist alley, and there were some people like yeah, there's but it was like mostly not not those huge names. Like, I have a no, question: Was Yannick Paquette there? Yes, yes. Okay, because I was like, if he wasn't there, I'd be like, come he, on, Comic Con. He lives in Montreal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, he was there. I saw him. He was, I think, right across from Ecto One. Okay. But like no, so the biggest names that were there that I saw were Simon Bisley, okay, who's pretty cool. He's the Lobo stuff and that yeah, really yeah. heavy metal stuff. Um, Larry Hama, mm-hmm. who created basically GI Joe, the real American hero, mm-hmm. and there was a the guy who did Ren and Stimpy. I forget his name now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Bob Crow. I forget. Crow. Yeah, it's something. It's something short. Um. But yeah, like. You know who would have been cool? Robert Kirkman would have been cool. Yeah. Just maybe that guy who created The Walking Dead. There was there was none of that. There was no marquee. There were no comic artists signing. Crazy. So, like, you know, that lineup they have with the booth and say, oh, please line up here. You'll be signing for the next two hours. There were, like, there were, no comic panels, hardly. There, there were almost no panels on comics. Yeah. Okay. There were almost no panels on anything. Yeah, the the panels were, I yeah. Um, that's always been the one thing that's kept you... super oh. disappointing. Like, the... the the most comic stuff I saw there were, you know, the guys selling T-shirts. Yeah, I've always, we were we were talking about this at lunch today, not with like the you, the us, but another we. Uh, how I feel that the show floor you should not have to pay to go to. That is like a crazy thing to me. Like people, like so you're a merchant, mm-hmm. you pay X hundred dollars or whatever the heck it is to get a table, and then you're like, don't worry, the consumer will pay me. 
forty dollars so that they can buy your stuff. I'd be like, hold the. That's fuck. pretty much what happens, though. No, that is exactly what happens. Yeah. But I'm like, hold the phone. You know, just like, wait a sec. Like you're gonna like imagine if the show floor was free to get to, and then everything else special was like money. Yeah, but you're like, because you're making money off the merchants anyway. You're making shit tons of money off the merchants. Right. But but they want to they want to pay because they're going to be in a place where they know their target audience is going to be flooded and they have the air of the festival and people go crazy buying stuff at cons and the consumer wants to pay to be there because it's the same the same still thing. it's a fucking racket man it is a racket <laughs> like, whatever you're well, charging yeah, the consumer and you're charging you're, you're telling me you haven't had fun and gotten your money's worth at most of the cons you've been to yeah yeah for sure yeah but so. but at most of the other cons I've been to spend very little time on the floor yeah there's other stuff going on that you want to do oh this one didn't have a lot of stuff there were not a lot of panels panels. because there were not a lot especially not comic panels because there was no there was a tiny comic book presence there weird yeah like Fan Expo every year has now that I'm thinking of it has the uh, Cup of Joe right like that's the other thing there was no Marvel booth there was no DC booth there was no Image Comics booth there was no Dark Horse booth there were no comic companies there yeah yeah how does that even happen it was a bunch of like artisans uh, some things that were not even geek related were there like uh, people who make jewelry out of recycled materials that's that's great that's really cool and nifty but I mean it's just how does this relate to comics or, or this geek stuff? Montreal Craft Con, goddamn yeah. hippies, and shove them out. Yeah, I did, did not. To be fair, I mean it was great stuff, but I mean if I want to buy a a bunny hat, you know, for like a winter hat with long bunny ears, I'll just I'll go on Etsy. I want to see comics. <laughs> well, that's it. Even the show floor, like if I'm looking for that old back issue that I just can't find, it's not 1990. Right. I, I'm gonna go online and find. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, we go to when you compare to Fan Expo, and like, some of the shops have just like boxes and boxes and boxes of comic stuff. And then also, like you said, there's the official booths of like Marvel, Marvel, DC, DC whatever, being mm-hmm. like, here's what's going on. And with... they, they all hold panels. DC held a panel last yeah. time I was at Fan Expo. Yeah. And Dan Didio, the the editor in chief, was mm-hmm. there. Like, so this is what's coming up next year, and yeah. these are these artists, and we're all super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Or and the panels like, where we, where they had the, the the artists do the drawing thing, or answer questions, or, or answer... interact with the fans in any way whatsoever, yeah. other than this is what I have for sale. Yeah. Well, except for Jurjevic, he's like, I don't read comics. Jurjevic. Okay, well, that's how he that's how he interacts with fans. <laughs> we told you about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the best. What's your favorite part about drawing Thor? I don't know. I don't. I, 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 don't, know. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm drawing. Let me be honest with you. I don't even read the scripts. I just read the descriptions of what's happening. Thor is punching a guy. I draw Thor is punching a guy. I don't care what Thor is saying when he's punching the guy. That's the best. <laughs> Marvel sends me all these comic books because I draw it. I just give them to the kids in my building. I don't read them. <laughs> no, awesome. You're the best. <laughs> like, Thanks for coming. <laughs> exactly. So glad I came to this comic panel. To be fair, he draws fucking badass stuff. Like He's a... One of the one of the most like I find like comic book comic book artists when you're like in your head what a comic book looks like is like Georgievic, like not necessarily the most. You're not in my head at all. Okay, when you're that talking, is, that is a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. What What do you think of? Like if I was to picture a comic book page, yeah, John Byrne. Okay. Yeah, but, that's classic. The, but why not Georgievic? Like, what about his style? Do you find I find like his dudes look muscly and his guys look badass and like all that stuff. Maybe because I, I started reading in the nineties. Yeah. I <laughs> But he wants some I'm Rob a, Liefeld up in there. No, but pouches, he's like more pouches. No, he draws a really big, polished, yeah, shiny. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm in four color processing, flat comic. Yeah, page. so you're like talking about like a very different old timey comic stuff, but like 
I think, Keith, uh, that you lack that comic book maturity, so. Whoa. Ouch. <laughs> Whoa. In the, the, my defense, <laughs> I only started reading fucking, like, Marvel and DC, right. like, way late. I read the indies fucking for a really you know, long time. You know, here's the, here's the I think, a, a more fair but appropriate. You read most of the comic books that you read on a tablet. That's true. Oh. And I they're in such bright, vibrant colors. So I think I think that will explain the difference in our opinions there. <laughs> it's true. I like my art backlit. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when it's physically glowing at me. So have the, have the like Comic Con people addressed any of this stuff? I've, like, I've not heard it, anything. You know what they were pushing that was really kind of okay. The cosplayers were really, really heavily featured. Like there was a lot of panels on cosplay. Uh, a lot of cosplaying superstars were there, um, and they were like featured at the masquerade, which, by the way, was a jumbling failure of an organization event. Really? My was God. it run by cosplayers? The, I don't know who they were. <laughs> um, they seem to have been volunteers of, of sort. They're certainly not professional MCs. They had a shtick uh, of being uh, Pepper Potts and Tony Stark. Okay. Um, however, the audience was so angry at them, they were shouting at them. Why? Uh, they were extremely boring. They were tedious. They ate half the words. We didn't understand I half of what the like guy They ate all the food. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a craft table and the announcer just demolished it. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm imagining a 400-pound Iron Man. <laughs> the girl dressed as Pepper Potts was enunciating, and we could understand her just fine, except that she jumbled up half of the things that she was say, uh, mm-hmm. reading. And the guy was, was just not properly saying his words, and we couldn't understand half of what he's saying. Brutal. Because he was... Scott, we should get in on this. We're like I professional mean, like, MCs. Right? <laughs> it was horrible. And, and unfortunately, half the end... The, well, not half, but like a, a good dozen of the um, people that entered into the masquerade were dropping like flies as the night was progressing. They were done. They're like, oh, apparently 43's not here, and 45's not here either. I guess we can skip right next. And like it just kept progressing like that. Wow. They, I felt so embarrassed for them. They, they were getting shouted at. It, well, if it they were terrible. doing a bad what, job. What were people shouting? Like, they were speak shouting, up or like... like, enunciate, you suck, or boo, whenever they came back it's on It's like stage. an IWS event. Yeah. Some, <laughs> someone came up dressed as a zombie and was grunting on stage, and someone shouted, you should MC, and everybody started cheering. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is... That's brutal. Yeah, you, it really you and was. me, we're, we're both... Announcers, uh, currently active and or retired. Yeah. Comic book geeks, maybe podcasters too. Maybe. Have sort of a like geeky nerdy yeah, I think. This might be the sexy episode, guys. What? That would explain why none of us are wearing pants. Hey, I think this might be episode 69. Speak for yourself, man. What? <laughs> anyway, I've always thought that we should moderate panels. <laughs> we need to like... <laughs> oh my god. Now... That was a lot of negative stuff about Comic-Con. I will say, uh, every staff that I met, every volunteer You brought a baby. Met, How did that go? Fantastically well. Okay. Um, they saw that we were had a stroller, and they were just like, we will not make you wait in the giant, long, I compressed saw that. line. Yeah. And they did that for everyone who had a stroller, everyone who had was on crutches or in a wheelchair. Disability of any yeah. sort. And they were just like, you're going to wait, but you're going to wait over here in this space that has a little bit more elbow room. And... Uh, and I appreciated that, and I also would have appreciated that if I was in line behind a baby who was hot and cranky. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have kind of driven Fuck me crazy. Fuck this guy bringing a fucking <laughs> baby to Comic Con, some yeah, piece no. of shit. Yeah. The volunteers, the volunteers were um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, everyone I saw that was wearing one of those um, 
minion, minion shirts. T-shirts. They were wearing <laughs> yellow volunteer T-shirts, and sure. on the back, instead of staff or volunteer, it said minion. It was great. It was cute. <laughs> but every one of the, every single one of them that I encountered or had any dealings with was great. Cool. Yeah. Um, well done on that. There was, was a lot of that at PAX, too. Absolutely. Most of the dude, like all the volunteers and the like, people running it are like, even even if there's like a massive clusterfuck going on, they're like, hey, cool. Because you also feel that they've been to bad cons. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, if they're actually like a real geek person, they're like, oh, I've been to bad cons, and I'm gonna like do my small part in making that. Not I wasn't happen. in Montreal last year. Yeah. Uh, my my baby was too little. Mm-hmm. The year before, I'd just gotten yeah. married. Uh, the year before that, I went to the convention, and mm-hmm. it was really cramped. Saturday was extremely cramped. You were there on Sunday. Yeah, but like the space they had laid out right, okay. was really cramped. Even if it wasn't super busy, you were still like getting bumped and pushed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like okay. at narrow I'm here to alleys. buy comic books. I'm bringing a backpack, and I was getting yeah. shoved all the time hmm. because the, the alleyways were too, too small. So hmm. the layout was nice. There was lots mm-hmm. of space. There was space to like go get some downtime. That wasn't ridiculous. Cool. Yeah. Just I can't believe that they had three cosplayers had tables to sign autographs and line up for and no one for comic books to do that yeah I was like this is it's not even Fan Expo it's the Montreal Comic Con was there another comic related convention that happened in the last week that like burned these guys out Toronto was a couple weeks ago but but the, yeah, Usually t- that's Toronto, good. Montreal, Ottawa all run pretty close to each other, but yeah. they all do. They do like, that for the reason that people come and do one weekend in Toronto, one weekend in Ottawa, one weekend in Montreal, right. and then fly back to wherever they live. Huh. Yeah. And that's it. And on top of that, too, it's not like the dudes don't get paid every time. Like no. for And for a lot of artists, like if you listen to... Turner. You remember when we saw Turner? Turner. Michael Turner? Yeah. He, he was just like... Who else was it? It was the Gen 13... Campbell, J. Scott. J. Scott Campbell. Which is like, I want to sell this one drawing I did to you for $400 because that's a deal. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see it on eBay. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, you just sold a pencil drawing for $400. Like, you're set for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this weekend is made and it happened in two minutes. Or Malieve, yeah. Malieve being like, I'm only working in watercolors today, so it's $200 a commission. Well, and, like, you couldn't he, get an ink thing, but at the same time, you're getting a watercolor. Like, right. and he, like that, so you're kind of like, oh, okay. His, wa- <laughs> but if, his if, watercolors are four hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. and if you look over black and whites when he was just doing the black and white ink wash, it was I think two hundred. Yeah. 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 But if you looked over at his thing, he had a list of like ten, fifteen yeah. people that well, he because, was going to do that weekend. Right. But that, that's one of the things too is that like the, when this when they're sitting there in the artist alley, like Malieve was talking about, he's Malev. like. Malev. There's two E's. He corrected us on pronunciation when we met him. Where are you now, Alex? Correct me now. He's probably at a convention somewhere going, this is about comics and I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's like, he was talking, or was it Sinkevich? Sin, it was Sinkevich, actually, Sinkevich. who was like, there's a year waiting list on my online orders, but what the stuff I do on cons, mm-hmm. I do in that day. Right. He's like, you are waiting for a year if you order from me online because it's like this. It happens in my free time in between work, but on the weekend for cons, I'm working anyway. So there's like another thing. You're like, a, they're usually a little bit cheaper because there's no, a, there's no definitely no shipping, and yeah. b, you're actually getting it that weekend when you order it. So and like, a face to face interaction about it. Like, yeah, hi, Bill Sinkevich, I would like you to draw a picture of the Joker, yeah. um, maybe with my mustache like just whatever you want whatever you want to talk talk yeah yeah yeah. it's like these guys make fucking bank on it like I'm Hmm. sure a lot of artists would come out I guess maybe they don't feel maybe the org fucks something up 
I don't even necessarily say know if it's the org. I think they're just going for bigger names, kind of thing. Like you know, like not having Marvel or DC at a comic that's, convention. That's that's weird. The, but I'm saying with the individual what? artists is what I'm talking about. Like bringing yeah. bringing the the guys in. The, like to, like you could kind of see Marvel or DC being like we did Toronto. And not shipping up the truck or whatever, you know, like there's like when you think about like that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. If they're a big enough organization, they have the sense. spare guys but, to go and fucking. Yeah, but do it's it. like, but like when like when you look at a lot of like these like concert tours and stuff, like sometimes they hit Toronto and just don't miss Montreal. They might yeah. see it like that. They're like, we got the Canadian market. It's a small market. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe. You, you, yeah, but you know that's that's fine. But what that says to me is, hey Scott, you want to go to a convention next summer? Fan Expo. Go to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I have very mixed feelings about going to Fan Expo. Yeah, we heard Fan Expo was also a clusterfuck again. Yeah. 20,000 fans outside. You know, I don't In- know. Including Vice. vendors and Vice. Yeah, Vice really? did not get in because it's like they did the thing where they they do this like weird fucked up thing where they oversell weekend passes yeah. and still sell daily passes. That's retarded. And in addition, the fire cap has to do with the floor so they like they they gamble on some of the people being in the panels and not actually on the show floor. Right. So there's always this, like, nebulous, like, few thousand people who they're like, if everybody's in panels, we're good. But if nobody goes to panels and they're on the floor, we're over the fire cap. So basically, and then they, they take them. everybody's money, and then they say, we don't care that you gave us money. This person here wants to give us more money, so we're going to let him in since he was in line before you and then not let you in at all. Or at least yeah. so you bought a three-day pass hours. and right. you go out for lunch. Yeah. You come you back and they're just like, oh, the floor is closed. You're not allowed back in because we sold a ticket to someone else ten minutes ago. It's ridiculous. That's People missed really out bad. on paid events yeah. because yeah. of these things. Apparently, it, apparently, it wasn't as bad this year as like the was the clusterfuck was like 2011 or something. Yeah, yeah like, I, I was there. I tried yeah, yeah, to get yeah. in. It did not happen. People. Yeah, were apparently fuming. this year this year was bad. It was, but 2011 was room org. Yeah. The room morgue was like, yeah, we're going to go get some stuff from the truck and restock. And the fire marshal was like, nope, you're not coming back in. Yeah, with their, their, their like, a vendor who was yeah. like, but, we're, we're gonna, a vendor. We're going to sell this stuff. <laughs> no, you're going to wait. Yeah, exactly. Fuck Ridiculous. that. Comic-Con. Yeah. Did, you have any, did you have any highlights from, from what you saw of it? Uh, I saw this cute baby in a Captain oh. America outfit was say, what? Yeah, Archer and I uh, engaged in a little bit of cosplay. Yeah. Uh, I just you should dress him up as Robin for the week's comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better plan next time, Scott. Are you asking me to put my little kid in tight green shorts? Is that what you're asking, Keith? Because that sounds... Adorable. To be fair, you guys made me draw him. <laughs> you guys made me draw him like that. Yeah. We made you. We were like, There's... draw him in tights, Sophie. That's wrong, Keith. Um, <laughs> I, met, uh, I, I met Eric Talbot. I bought some original art from Eric Talbot up there and he gave me one of those yeah. uh, to Archer just for free he was like your kid is really cute he's gonna have one of these and he drew a little word bubble cool. from uh, Donnie saying hi Archer and give it to us too nice yeah. uh, Eric ta- 10 points Eric Talbot is some of my <clears throat> favorite renditions of the turtles yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and I bought a, an original page from him too he was cool. selling some art that was cool um, so I have two I have two Eric Talbots up <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the highlight <laughs> That was definitely the highlight. Yeah. Um, so if you were in costume. I Sort of. Uh, John, it was John's first Comic-Con, Scottish John, uh, his first Comic-Con ever. So the first day he's like, let's go check it out, just not dress up. Mm-hmm. But I think he was curious about it. And then he saw it, and I think on day two he wanted to get it on the fun. He's like, let's do something. So I, I kind of, yes, uh, came up with a, a silly outfit idea. 
Which was? I only saw the top part of it, where you look like kind of a satyr demon thing. I didn't... Was there more I, to it? I, no, it, that's, that's all it was. Uh, John wore his kilt and his ghillie shirt, and I put some pointy ears on him and did his hair all medieval. And I looked like a fawn. That's that's pretty much all it was. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Stuck some horns mm-hmm. and some funny ears on and did some makeup. I, I, and I didn't expect it, but a few people took our photos and asked to be taken... A picture with us, so that I, that was neat. That's not bad for that's, a that's costume a you threw together. Like. That's that's not a highlight, however. No. No, and and um, no. I think that one of the biggest highlights was Sir Patrick Stewart. I think he's an incredibly charming man, very engaging, witty, and super classy. And everybody should have a photo of him instead of the Queen. What did What did you? <laughs> why? What happened with him? You, you met Sir Pat. I did not meet him. I went to his Q&A, and he was just really cool and interesting and engaging. Oh, I see what you did there. Ah, yeah, no. Oh, that's a good one. He's got the crossover cred, too, though, right? Like, Next Generation and Professor Charles Xavier in four movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he yeah. It's a big deal. Geek icon, yeah. sure. Yeah, no, he was absolutely fantastic and, and really sweet to the fans. And I'm, I, I, as I was waiting in line uh, for something, I saw him not, not ten feet away from me casually chatting up Julian Sands. Uh, Julian Sands. And they were surrounded by a small detail of like security, but there was like nobody around really. Shoot. He was dressed so casually. Who's Julian Sands? A bastard from the Sunspear? He was Warlock. Warlock. Did you no, not he, see Warlock? I like probably did, but I didn't know who the dude was it. He does like five of those Warlock <laughs> films. Well, that's him. That's Julian anyway, Sands. But he also sounds like he's a bastard from Dorne. Right. <laughs> Nah, uh, he's, he's, he's cool. Anyway, he's, he's got that freaking face. So, John, face. are we good with Comic-Con? I don't know, man. This is their, this is their no, thing. No, man, I'm still talking. Yeah. This is so Shut much up. of the episode. This is I, a full third of the episode talking about a con that already happened. I also, I just want to quickly throw in, I got to uh, meet one of my favorite webcomic artists. Was it you? Uh, no. You just look in the mirror? No. Hey there, good looking. Um, <laughs> I, I got to I got to interview her for the website a while ago. Oh, the, uh, she does uh, Yvonne Nuclear. Winter... Nuclear Winter yeah, yeah. comic, and she gave me a little book, and I autographed it, and I was like, "Oh, I like you. You're Montreal. I love your comic." Cool, cute, that was fun. So you were like, "Not enough comics," and your two best memories are Eric Talbot and the girl from Yvonne Nuclear. I mean, they were there; they were just hidden. Those were there were no marquee comic guys. I get it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, there were no panels. There were none. That great experience that we had when we went to that Malev panel. Yeah. Bendis was supposed to be there, didn't show up, yeah. and there was only like twenty of us in the crowd, and he just shot the shit. And, like there was that was not. Possible yeah, to yeah. happen yeah, yeah. at this con. Comic Con would do again. Not if the lineup was like that again. Jesus, Sylvie. I would have to see panels, a panel lineup. I would have to see. Yeah. Well, for me, that, that was the thing that kept me. Stars. Yeah, that was the thing that kept me away. Is that every year I check out the panels, and there's like not that many that interest me, and I'm like, that's why I go. I was like, the actual shopping, I'm kind of like, Bleh. like I'm like, who cares? Like most most deals nowadays, you can get better deals online. Like with a couple of exceptions, so I'm like I'm kind of like the going to Comic Con to find that comic, like you said earlier, is now you do that on the internet, like Google order the book or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. I met my celebrity crush. Not Udo Kier. What? Not Udo Kier or Liam Neeson. No, neither of them are celebrity crushes. What is wrong with you guys? Yo, you want Udo Kier to be your dad? What? <laughs> I thought you had all kinds of sexy dreams about Liam Neeson. No, not exactly. It's Carl Weathers. What Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yes. Yeah, not Carl Weathers, who was also Who's there. Who's Carl Urban? 
Carl Urban was Aomer in The Lord of the Rings. More like Judge Dredd in Dread. And what he was up? the new Judge Dredd. Yeah, that was awesome. He, that guy was super better. He was in the Bourne movie. The, the he, last was, movie. he was also in Riddick, mm-hmm. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, as as uh, Knives? Vaco. Vaco. He was one of the shadow... Uh, the, Necromongers. Yeah, the not... Nec- <laughs> not the Necrons? Yeah, not the not Necrons. <laughs> right. And he was in Doom with The Rock. Uh, he did several other things. Way to bury him. <laughs> no, that was that was a fun movie. It was horrible, but it was good fun. Man, Riddick was awesome. Yeah. What the third one? I didn't. The third one. I don't think that's I even Riddick. Saw that. Right. It's Pitch Black Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, then right, right, right. Riddick. Yes, the third one. They're in making a case, fourth. Oh. Movie. Uh, in any case, I went. Uh, I was really excited to see his Q and A. Uh, John was like, "You should go get his autograph for a photo op." And like, whatever, man, that's lame. So I went to the Q&A, and he was so funny and, and, and just interesting and nice to everybody that I decided, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go spend 60 bucks and, and go chat him up and, and get his autograph. And he was half an hour late after his Q&A to go sign autographs. So everybody that was waiting there saw him get escorted uh, through the floor by some security people to, to come to his table, and he ditched them. He ran away from them. He came directly into the crowd, and he shook everybody's hand and apologized for being so late. That's cool. Yeah, no, it was really nice. And hmm. um, I wanted to ask him a question at the Q&A. So when I went up to say, I, said, I, I got turned away because there was no more time. He's like, just ask me now. It's great. And by the way, you look like I love the whole whatever it is that you're doing. I don't know. He was trying well, to compliment my blushing. Mm-hmm. I was all squeaking. <laughs> I was squeeing, but he did. He answered. He answered my question. What was the question? I asked him what it is that he gets out of going to cons because he just—he's not a geek. I mean, he likes Star Trek. He—he he does evidently, but he's—he's he's not like. It's a good con to go to if you like Star Trek. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. No, but it was cool. He's like—he likes doing shopping and and looking around all vendors. And, and he, he brought his son to meet Matt Smith. Because his son's and a Matt good Smith doctor, and there. Matt Smith didn't end up showing up, so oh, yeah. Goddamn Matt Smith! Very nice guy. I very very happy to find out that he's a cool dude. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing that was messed up about the con: there were more people dressed as the Doctor than there were as Batman or Wolverine combined. Yeah, we and Poison Ivy. <clears throat> well, I saw a few Poison. Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy's a but pretty standard a though. Like, we see that doctors. at Fan Expo a lot. You're like, hey, look, I'm a redheaded <laughs> slut slash Poison Ivy. <laughs> man, <laughs> Keith, that is you're just gonna get so many hate mails for that. <laughs> That's terrible, man. That's just... I disagree with that completely. <laughs> wow. That is wrong. Footnote, my favorite ever, Poison <laughs> Ivy <laughs> cosplay, was at Fan Expo, and it was the prison guard Poison Ivy, and I was like, that's badass, where it was like the vines or whatever in the Arkham prison not a guard, prisoner. Prisoner, prisoner yes. I said prison... Did I said prison guard? Yeah. Yeah. I meant prison garb. Okay. <laughs> the backtrack, but wow. <laughs> I'm joking. Actually, there was. But yeah, no, there were more doctors, pe- kids playing cosplaying as the Doctor, yeah. than there were as Batman or Wolverine combined. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, Doctor Who's huge. We Sarah and I went Saturday morning to just... a lot of gender bending too. Yeah, I find that cool. I love it. Only I one saw way. male. Only one way. I didn't see a whole lot of guys dressed up as Amy Pond. No, I saw one girl dressed as Amy Pond, but my favorite cosplay gender band of the entire weekend is I saw a guy dressed as Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, the vinyl suit and everything. <laughs> I thought that was fucking fantastic. He didn't Whoever even come up and were, say hi to me. Oh, man. He was, he was great. He didn't even I feel come up and that say hi he to me. still needs to I take a... I was the vinyl Catwoman. No, you were not. <laughs> no, you were not. I was going to say that my favorite gender band cosplay 
guy to girl ever was the Rainbow Bright dude. Remember the Rainbow Bright dude at Fan Expo, the super jacked Rainbow Bright guy? What? I remember, I remember the girl this. Rainbow Bright. Yes, I do. I have a fantastic picture of her. There was a girl. There was a dude who was like so jacked in the little, like just like a huge bodybuilder guy. Yeah. With like the, the wand and the little overall thing and the little skirts and like the knee stripes and I was like, "This is the manliest Rainbow fucking Rainbow Bright. Bright ever." I think he even had a beard. I was like, "This guy is the best." Amazing. Did you see the <laughs> the best fucking cosplay ever? Princess was- Batman, because he was there. What the hell is Princess Batman? What does it sound Batman like? Batman wearing a pink ball gown. It was yeah, great. That's awesome. Anyway, just uh, like a beard and like a stylish haircut and a um, Sailor Mercury outfit to be <laughs> Sailor Freddie Mercury. I am. Uh, and I was like, amazing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Sailor Freddie Mercury is the Don't best stop one. stop me now. <laughs> all right, so all of that said, do we have anything else to talk about? So much, so much stuff. John is all like Ebola in Ukraine. It's time well, for our, our bi-weekly news updates. Well, I, I feel I wasn't going to talk about the Ukraine, but then like stuff happened, right? Like <laughs> yesterday, Russia, the Russian foreign minister was like, yeah, are we really done? This is so grim. We were it's talking just, about We talk nice about it stuff. every... And I feel the con was so grim too. Just, yeah. Exactly. Got to bring it up. I do. With Ebola and the Ukraine. Well, come on, man. This is like this is like ongoing gestation of World tell War Three. Tell you what, I Nobody... will counter it after with a fun anecdote about Comic Con. Okay, okay. Hang I'll on, make guys. It... It was Phil Fish at Comic Con? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my no, god. If you, if you oh. have Comic Con stuff, say it now. Don't like go back to Comic Con once we're done. We gotta have other stuff. Sir Patrick Stewart actually complained to the organizers about oh. about the TNG reunion panel. Apparently, it was very poorly emceed. It was yeah. a paid event. Um, it was very poorly emceed, and uh, the organization was just a bit of a cluster where they were embarrassed to basically be on stage. And yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart went. So your and happy apo- note is Patrick Stewart complaining about a bad thing. He emcees uh, again. Must be about a emcees again. Yeah. No, but I, I heard someone who was at the TNG panel, and apparently one of the big weird things is that you could only ask a question to one cast member. Exactly. So when the cast members I... were talking to each other, like yeah. trying to to add to it, nobody could hear a thing. Yeah. And the guy who was emceeing was a CTV news anchor. Yeah. I don't know his name. Paul Karwatsky. Is that who it was? I'm I'm guessing, but he is a huge geek. And whoever it was... Who goes to Comic-Con. He's done stuff like, yeah. I've spent all three days at Comic-Con, and, I, and Mitsumi mm. Takahashi is looking at him like, well, <laughs> alright. Apparently, and, Deanna uh, Troy basically started to moderate it. Oh, really? did she? Oh, yeah, she was time. like, listen, we have a limited period of time. Marina Sirtis. There you go, Marina Sirtis. She was like, uh, don't applaud after a question, because you think it's a good question, and don't applaud after our answers, because it was a good answer. Like, I hate to be the bad guy, but... That you're just eating up time with your applause, right? Like, good on her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fucking can't stand that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it was just like, fucking, let's keep this moving. Like, a lot of people, like, people paid to be here. Let's, let's get, get through them. a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. they made cracks about it at because uh, the next day they had a panel with um, with Brent Spiner, Jonathan Frakes, and uh, Jordy LaForge, <laughs> Lavar Burton. And it was called TNG Cool Dudes. No, yeah. it, well, it was. The <laughs> they all sat on their chairs backwards. The previous day was the ladies, and then that day was that, and they made a crack about. Uh, how the previous night was ridiculous, and that this one was fun and actually free. So wow. I, I think that they all had some some negative things to say about it, and I feel I feel bad. How I hope that they improve for next year. I really do. How do you guys feel about organizing a comic convention? Let's organize a comic con. No, I don't think so. Let's organize Trickster. We'll talk to. We'll get in touch with uh, Scott Morris and be like, "Yo, Scott Morris, Trickster North, Trickster North, it. yeah, do it." 
Okay, I think it's safe to talk about Ukraine now. Russian okay. foreign minister. Russian foreign minister said... Uh, Say his name. I don't remember what it was. It was today or yesterday. Vladimir. And he was, he Vladimir Popinsky. Soda Popinsky. <laughs> he, he, he was like, it is time for Russia to start to think about the security of our foreign patriots in Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Right, so that's basically like the beginning of them starting to move troops into into Estonia, the Latvia, yeah the Baltic states. Furthermore, they fucking also said today that they are going to move a full battalion into the Crimea to protect Russian citizens. So it's like not even there's no there's no obfuscation whatsoever anymore. It's just a straight up invasion. I watched today like a half hour of actual footage from a, a combat that was going on. I couldn't tell if it was happening like from like the the rebels point of view or mm -hmm. from ukrainian soldiers but this was like people running around and shooting each other while tanks are getting blown up in the background and it's like a fucking movie but there's real corpses all over the place like this i cannot believe how much real shit is available on the internet and it's like this the, i'm watching guys who the are title getting of this episode yeah. i cannot believe how much <laughs> real shit is on the internet don't, don't google real shit <laughs> do not google don't. real shit don't, don't do that yeah no i which like, boggles my mind mm -hmm. is that this is going on and it's not like a huge deal people aren't talking about this nope war fatigue yeah western world is so war weary we don't care yeah but you know what we're also not getting blowed up yeah you know yeah, but, you yeah, want to like, talk about war even, weary no, no, talk to fucking about, yenta in i'm talking about the press Eastern like Ukraine. the we watch the news and they're like Canadian soldiers in Afghanistan three were killed by an improvised explosive device on the road you're just like okay well that happened again don't we have yeah. Canadian like, troops that like, yeah we, we, we yeah. sent peacekeepers over yeah. huge 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 amount and, and we it's, it's like a freaking McDonald's commercial you just you don't Tune it absorb out. it yeah. anymore yeah exactly we need to have Don Cherry screaming at us <laughs> about what's going on in the Ukraine and the Canadians are dying That'll I don't know if any Canadians have died yet not yet. Not yet. But I'm sure that by the time sure season rolls happen. around. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't, I don't have much more to say about Ukraine than that. Just that that shit is still going on, and it's like it's, it's heating up. It's not cooling down. Like people were talking, there was a ceasefire for the last week or whatever, mm -hmm. and both sides are breaking it repeatedly. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, apparently, the Russians are are calling, are saying that there's a whole Nazi contingent living in the Ukraine to try and give justification as to why they're invading. Like. It's so fucking weird. He doesn't imagine them out of the press conference like, what did you tell them? I told them Nazis and they're just like laughing. You're like, you're <laughs> this like, argument is yeah. over. You brought up Hitler. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just, they're ending it like internet arguments. They're making allegories and fucking the Holocaust. Anyway, so that, that was that. The other thing, I wanted to talk about Ebola because it's been happening for fucking like months, right? You guys might have heard every now and again somebody mentions Ebola. They well, they're at, they're at, they're at over 4,000 cases That's now right. and 2,700 mortality. That was like last week, so I assume yeah. more. And it's it's way more, and there was a Swedish guy earlier this week who was like, so there's a certain point at which it becomes like a runaway issue. Like, you can have really terrible infectious diseases that are not very scary because five people get them, they die, and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. But like, if it crosses a certain threshold at a that is dependent on the population density of the region, mm -hmm. then it can run away and become really fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we're at that point right now, and we're in the process of crossing it, and nobody is doing anything. Yep. So, like, right now, he, and he's even saying, like, w this could go into the millions very shortly, and this is basically all of West Africa that's at risk. Not just Jesus. fucking, like, you know, Liberia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. know why? Africa? Well, yeah, like... <laughs> It's, I'm not saying that. When you say that, it sounds racist. <laughs> right. Uh, because it is racist. The, the world, does, the Western world does not care. 
what happens to Africans. Yeah. I will say, though, that there's, like, if you, if you read all the reports, like, Africans kind of don't seem to care about Africans. When someone dies of Ebola, and then you just put them in the backyard instead of, like, any kind that's, of property. That's disposal. part of the problem, right? And then yeah. dogs go and eat the body, and then the dog brings Ebola because they can carry it but don't get infected by it. And the dog brings Ebola, and you pet the dog, and then you fucking... You, it slobbers yeah. on your hand, you rub right. your eye, and you... You die. touch a baby, yeah. and who knows what the fuck? What else goes... Okay, like, just so saying, the, the amount of people who have been infected with Ebola is really closing in on that number who died in the Twin Towers. Okay, so... Yeah. Right, like, so here's the Sophie question. Yeah. Is Ebola the one where you basically throw up your organs? Yep. Okay. All, all Among your, other like, things, all of your soft tissues turn into like jelly, yeah. and you, okay. you you die. It's and a it's flesh horrible. eating disease. Got yeah. it. Okay. In, insides eating. The, the massive thing. internal organ failure and drowning as yeah. your lungs liquefy. The interesting yeah. thing is that it is incredibly infectious, but not especially contagious. So or I, might, I might have that backwards. It's, but anyway, it's not. It's, like, it's not. Uh, like if you're sitting with somebody who has it, you're not going to get it from sitting next to them. You have to get contagious. their fluid. It's very infectious. Yeah, you have to get their fluid into your body. Like just getting their fluid on your skin won't infect you. It has to yeah, go yeah, like, yeah. into your eye or into your mouth or whatever. So this is not the time to have your eyeballs licked. No, you might want to refrain from that. And the other thing is that once you get really fucked up, Eyeball Lick Con 2014 canceled. <laughs> canceled <laughs> in Nigeria. Yeah, but, like once you get to the point where you're like you cough and like your your lungs are spraying out of your mouth in a bloody mist and like you infect the room. Like at that point, you're probably already way too sick to actually run around town. Like you're just you're never going to be running around spreading it unless yeah. you're in the movie Ebola Syndrome, which yes. we all watched. I but, did not. Uh-huh. Oh, go home. Watch a bullet. No, I'm do not, not watch no. that movie. It's a, it's about an Asian man walking through Liberia, and he comes across a dying woman by the side of the road. So he rapes her, gets a bullet from her, and then runs around Tokyo. Somewhere, I think it was yeah. Tokyo. Just like anyway, whatever. Fucking stupid. But um, write us a book report. <laughs> but so like, if you're on the bus with someone, you're probably not going to catch a bullet from them. If you make out with them, though, yeah. And, and by the point that you are spewing Ebola everywhere, you're too sick to move. So you're just going to be lying down in your home. The problem is that, like, people in, in that area of Africa, some of them, like, don't even believe Ebola is a real thing. So if somebody dies, they just leave the body being this infectious pit in their, in also, their house. Also, they take, they take care wow. of it in the house. Yeah. So even though it's not necessarily running around, everybody still in the coughing house all over it. you, and you're yeah. like, whatever. There was a thing that happened a few weeks ago where a bunch of fucking rebels, like, busted Ebola patients out of a hospital. Yeah. And the doctors were like, well, just... You fucking idiots. I guess yeah. just take them, because we're not going to fucking die for this. You have guns. Yeah. And congratulations, you just all got Ebola. <laughs> like, I, I, fuck, can you imagine? You're like, let's... Yeah. Ebola's not real. Give us those patients. You're fucking holding them as part of a conspiracy. And the doctors are like... Okay. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. This is, like, the exact opposite of what should be happening to me as a doctor. <laughs> I'm trying to stop Ebola from spreading. And you're like, give me that Ebola guy. Holy wow. shit. So, yeah. But again, like, that's that's part of the problem. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Africa. <laughs> it's wacky and it's lawless and it's the Wild West. Yeah. Like, our, our prime minister is not really out there going like, we are going to do everything within our power to stop this. We're sending Canadian troops in in order to enforce the protection of these people. No. There's no oil troops to in Ukraine. Africa. Yeah. But yeah. there's again, no oil Canada, in Africa. High Ukrainian population. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Also, oil. Yeah. Also, natural gas. Oil. Although I feel that we do like, there's a whole bunch of fucking granary stuff that Canada would stand to benefit if Russia became Ukraine, right? If what? I said. Every, that like, was not a sentence. What you the said. global economy, <laughs> yeah. like the evil global economy, like the uh, Monsanto and all that stuff, okay. greatly benefits if 
Ukraine becomes Russia. Because Russian. Yeah, probably. Because Russia did not sign the Genetically Modified Foods Act of the yeah, EU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the EU. Whereas the Ukraine did. Oh, yeah. Also this week, the uh, Ukrainian parliament voted unanimously to try and like restart the joining the EU process that was canceled. Hmm. So that that's also going to be starting to go. So they're like clearly edging onto the side of the EU in this. Well, no shit. They're like, help. Hey, you guys aren't invading us. <laughs> you know, it's like we have, two, we have two things on either side of us, Russia and the EU. Let's join the one that's not actively invading anyway, us. Anyway, those are my shitty news updates. I have Further more bulletins as events warrant. I have more sad news. Oh? Cafe Chimera has closed its doors today. Really? What? They announced this morning uh, to everybody on their Facebook page and to their employees that unfortunately, uh, because one of their main investors backed out, they could no longer stay open because they've been open for a year. Mm-hmm. They, they're not coming into their own money yet, and uh, they lost funding, unfortunately, uh, which is very, very sad. Which I one went of their in, main investors, Vladimir Putin? <laughs> I went in, and I spoke to uh, Bucket Phil today. Uh, I stopped in and said hi. They're doing a bit of clearing. They have an event on Saturday mm-hmm. where they're just, I think, at Magic the Gathering is launching a new thing, and they're receiving the new packs. They, they had already been ordered, so from like noon to something like five, they're having a bit of a... A goodbye NDG thing and mm. thing. so that's sad. That makes me really sad. No, I'm sad, but I, uh, the time I was there, I mm. was like, there is something wrong with this business model. Why? There were not enough places to sit down and consume products. Oh no, they they totally changed that. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, they added the, the time I was there, I was like. There are five tables, yeah. and there are three giant tables over there for people to play video games for hours or board games for hours. But yeah. I'd like a coffee. No, and they. they yeah. added I will give bunch. you money for coffee right now, but I can't sit down. They added a bunch, bunch more tables, and they added uh, some more tables outside as well. They did a little summer terrace and everything. It was uh, much better organized, and they put more gaming tables in the the, the shop area so that people who were focusing on games more were sitting there and the coffee people were more in front. Hmm. So it, it just, they adapted to what was coming, what was visiting, and, and what the needs and feedback was. So I will I'm, say, yeah. it struck me as a little bit too big of a venue. Right. Like, your fucking rent on that place must be insane. You're on Sherbrooke, and that place is huge. Yeah. Like, I know it doesn't seem that big, but if you, like, look at every shop on Sherbrooke, it's one was one of the bigger... Like places on Sherbrooke. It's one of those they classic were on dilemmas maybe. when you want to target the gamer population. Gamers don't, never have money. It's yep. like one of the things. Well, to counter that, you, know, you got to sell the balls. You got to sell the the stuff they want. You got to stay mm-hmm. open twenty four hours on weekends. Uh-huh, so. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, you sell energy drinks and you stay open twenty four hours and uh, land parties. That, land parties. I have I have yeah. happy news. Mm-hmm. Um, our our friend John Verrill from LARPs the series. Don't give him money. Give us money. No. We support, <laughs> we support people actually, like LARPs. I actually already know what this news is and it is. Uh, this is actually super exciting. Yeah, I heard it was oh. really, really cool. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, so they have already written season two. Yeah. They have had a read-through of the script mm-hmm. officially and at the panel they announced some very exciting news that they cannot reveal in detail. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm not even allowed to say it? No, we're not allowed to talk well, what's, about what's it. What's the panel version? Um, the panel version is that. It's like they have some very exciting news, uh, some things that could bring some big changes for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I am hoping, I am hoping that it's going to be some sort of funding um, 
or or like investors or some yeah, sort yeah. because Patreon. it would be really fantastic to see them get paid for this <laughs> like seriously and to see a better budget for the yes okay and I, I saw that look keith i want us to get paid for this i want us to get paid for this yes <laughs> do you want to know news about great series like larps the series give yeah. us money give us money cuz we'll keep bringing it to you I swear except, to God. Except, like, I actually know what the news is, and, I'm, and we're not allowed to exactly. say it. We're not so. allowed to talk about it, right. no. Um, so real talk. Like we will do three podcasts a week. It's if you official. pay us all, like, real money salaries, <laughs> we'll all quit our jobs and fucking podcast constantly. The you fact is, love it. season two constantly. is happening. How it will happen mm-hmm. will depend on this news, whether it comes through or not. Right. Yes. Okay. okay. For the sake let's of argument, I'm going to assume that season two will be beamed directly into my eyes from space. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe assumption, Keith. Yeah. It's Oculus Rift reality LARPs 24-7. <laughs> no. They never stop acting. You just I'm... put on the goggles. You're there in the series. Just... They're really tired. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. Talk about the okay. agents of... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. I know Wait a second. Scott, yeah. So, can you explain Smash to me? Because it looks like I saw a commercial for it on Teletoon, and it seemed like it was Red Hulk smashing things and making a team. Is it a S.H.I.E.L.D. organization? No. Or is it just a cartoon? S.H.I.E.L.D. Smash? It was S period M period A period S period H period, and I feel like it might be a S.H.I.E.L.D. organization that involves Red Hulk. <laughs> just <laughs> smashing. <laughs> I saw the commercial for it, and I was like, I want to set my PVR to record this. Smash. Yeah, exactly. So there's like sword, shield, and smash, which I think is kind of amazing. But no, you don't know anything about this? Uh, aside from the things probably you... Probably about the Hulk. Probably about Rulk. All right, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Ooh, so I the... have the hiccups, I'm sorry. I feel kind of bad because you, you, you're like actually watching this. Uh, yeah. What happened? I'm like watching s- it through slowly. Uh, you're watching it very all right, slowly, just, though. Just to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. before you get into the, the okay. super plot. Yeah. This is the, the like flagship for TV that Marvel is doing. Marvel's yeah. launching four new TV series that are going to be coming out in stages what? over the next year. Daredevil. Daredevil. Old-timey <gasps> S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Iron Fist. And Old-timey uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And Doctor Strange. Doctor Iron Strange. Fist, not yeah. Heroes for Hire? Well, you know. Might get there. Might, might get there. Oh, my God! Uh, they've already cast the Daredevil people. Mm-hmm. Uh, including Vincent D'Onofrio's The Kingpin, which is like super exciting. Yeah. Wow, that's a, and that, that's a great cast. And that Irish guy from Boardwalk Empire uh, as Daredevil. Do you mean the, the guy from The guy who Stardust? slept with his wife. Yes, that guy. <laughs> uh, so, S.H.I.E.L.D. is Main like guy from Stardust. That, and it's also the big tie-in to all the movies, right? Sur- it touches on Surgeon Thor, Rita. it touches yeah. on Cap. And... Uh, actually, What's-Your-Face shows up. Um, Sif. Sif shows up and like um, a character from the, the Thor in the book that you lent me. <laughs> Um, uh, no, it's it's chick and she's a villain. Um, enchantress. Yeah, she's like an enchantress type cool. wizardess chick. Lorelai. Lorelai shows up. Yeah. So it's sort of like the like from what I understand of Shield, it's like the foundation between the movies, where it's like this is kind of the without getting into what the movies are up to, they're like yeah. here are little bits. And this pieces. is what's happening in the rest of the world. Well, yeah. a little before bit. or after the big mo- events when, in the in the early parts of the season it's very much like a like a monster of the week kind of situation mm-hmm. like something zany comes up and then the shield agents who all like they live off of a big plane yeah. they're like plane flies over like agent colson from the movies is is the leader of the team mm-hmm. and then the all these guys working under him live on this but plane but he died Yep. So oh, I'll get there in a second. The plane, <laughs> the plane flies over. They deal with the monster of the week, and then it goes off. And like that's the first like seven episodes, something yeah. like that, six or seven. And then you can tell right at the end of that that something big is gonna like start to tie it all together. Well, the last ten episodes are 
dealing with the fact that Hydra basically infiltrated and took over all of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is something that so, they reference in Winter Soldier and they touch briefly it's on It's essentially Torture. the main plot of Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah exactly. And in episodes of the show before Winter Soldier, you see Agent, Agent Sitwell is yeah. around S.H.I.E.L.D. And he is one of the big... Hydra dudes. Hydra dudes that yeah. show up in the movie. But they've, they've established him as a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. who is important enough to deal with and yep. in, in the offices. So it's kind of cool to see that on TV and then... Go to, go to the movie, picture, you're like, who the fuck is Agent Sitwell? But if you're watching the show, you're like, I know he, Sitwell. He, Sitwell was actually also in the first Captain America movie as a very minor throwaway character, but mm-hmm. he, he has continuity all is the way through. Is his first name Bob? I have no idea. No. <laughs> okay, no, no, so Bob. then... Uh, but they, then They need to have a Bob eventually. Here's the cool thing. Like, this, this TV show, if you just, like, put these elements down on paper, does literally everything right. Okay. Like... All of, all of those things that you think are zany monster of the week, actually each and every one of them gets tied into the to the meta plot later okay. on, either as a villain or as like a like a resource they're going to end up needing or as something. So it all yeah. comes together. There are traitors like amongst the core cast, car- cast ah. the, the core characters. There are like the the thing about hey Coulson died and then he came back that becomes like a major subplot like nobody believes like he's like oh no I went to Tahiti I, like, yeah I, yeah, like, yeah. The, I thought, it's in the first episode they're yeah, like yeah, oh, they, I went to Smarnar. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I went what? to Marnard. It was fine. Like, no, you, you had a gigantic like halberd shoved through your heart. Like, <laughs> like that, you don't go to Tahiti and, and like like walk it off. Yeah. But that comes back and becomes a major plot element. Like all of the fucking um, like meta plot from the films comes in and gets dealt with in this show. So like all that stuff is kind of excellent. It sounds but like there's a butt coming. The butt is that like. <laughs> It's so it's so and I'm, I have trouble finding the words and I'm hoping you can help me, Scott. Right. It's I'm, like, I'm nine corny? episodes in, so I'm not all the way there. Uh, the, one, except for Clark Gregg who plays Coulson, yeah, none of them can act on a TV show. Man. It drives me insane. It, it's definitely Fit, Fitzsimmons are our joke characters. Yeah. there's the the very quiet Asian super agent. Yeah, there's the 2D cardboard Boy Scout agent. Yep, uh, and then there's the plucky hacker who was a villain. Now yeah, she's working. She's for the pretty group. pretty like, rough. Are there are none, none of them, of them are are none of them uh, Joss Whedon regulars or no no no, no. I, I think I think actually that that it's that they have like regular TV acting chops but their dialogue is so cheesy that they, which is they're where forced a director should step in and be like hey why don't we say this like a normal person would say this to another well, person I, I think that's like the core problem and and I don't, I don't even know that it's just cheesy I feel almost like it's comic book dialogue like like in in so many lines they really? re-reference stuff for that's a comic happening. book based series which I know like like in like you'd think that that's okay and you can kind of get away with corny one line dialogue on on like the page but on the screen it just or feels even, so even fake. in a movie Right in a sort of in a sense, you're like cheesy one-liners. You're like, I can put up with this for an hour and a half, but to put up with it for 22 hours across the thing, you're like, well, hold the phone. I, I'm, not even yeah. that. Like, I'm not even that. Like, not a lot of yeah. like everyone waits for their turn to talk. Yeah, and everyone has something either plithy or pertinent to say. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like the opposite <sighs> of this podcast. We talk over each other, and what we're saying Don't is say basically bullshit. <laughs> Barf out oatmeal words. <laughs> This sounds, though, it sounds like maybe it could get really cool. Like, maybe, like, season two or whatever, well, if they can... Because, like, I'm assuming that they probably, with a film like that, there's a big, pretty big special effects budget. They probably yeah, lumped yeah. filming together all in one part, and it was probably almost completely done by the time they started, since it's, like, a special effects show. Right? It's like, not, it's not... No, it's, it's not, not even. It's actually, you know. it's actually pretty chintzy on the special effects. Yeah. But it's still a weekly show. Like, 22 episodes with any kind of a special effects budget is still more than a I, lot their, of... Their special effects were, were, like, focused. You know, like, when they had a special effect, it was really good, and they 
they didn't abuse it. Yeah. No, like, but what I'm saying though is that it, yeah. there's probably it was probably finished filming before it started. So like they could have like maybe didn't know how weird it looked and then yeah. like they could maybe tighten it up in the second season. I really like the concept of it. Like I just saw yeah. an episode where it was immediately after the Dark World, the second Thor movie, mm-hmm. and these agents of Shield were called in to clean up the giant Sit, mess. sit through the rubble and find remains of the alien ship so that nobody gets their hands on alien metals because that yeah. could be dangerous. And totally this, legit shield business. And know? like yeah. a cool plot for a group of, you know, super cops. Yeah. yeah. Like, we are going to go to England where this alien ship crashed and blew up and we're just going to be like, sweep, sweep, sweep. And comb Ooh, the That's desert. interesting. Sweep, we ain't found sweep, shit. Sweep. For for a TV show based on a movie that millions of people went to go see, like how can you not be awesome for that? Like, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. the the doorway is wide open for people to say, "Hey, maybe I want to watch a little bit more of this without mm-hmm. having to pay fifteen bucks." Yeah, and uh, so, but where it fails is the no acting, one, no the one, dialogue, cheesiness, and, and dialogue. The executive yeah. producers are also Joss it, Whedon, it's Stanley, Joss Whedon, yeah. and Jeff Loeb. And I'm just like, you guys... Jeff Loeb, really? Yeah, like, you know what's I, going on. I feel on. like what happened... Somebody somewhere was like, we need to make the target audience for this, the kids. And then when they started dealing with really complicated subterfuge and, like, all of the cast members knowing that there's a traitor amongst them, but, like, tr- like trying to figure out who it is and betraying each other and all this, like, really dark shit that happens at the end. Like, that that stuff doesn't work with dialogue that works for the kids. You know, and and it just like that the the incongruity between the two made it really unpalatable. Maybe it'll get real and cool also, season two. The that, other thing is, I think because they tie themselves into the movies, they're automatically compared to the movies. Yeah, you put yeah. Captain America and Iron Man and and Nick Fury and Thor and Hulk in a room together, and you have this great dialogue where Captain America spouts out, "Oh, I get that reference line," like, and they're yeah. all like layered and polished and perfect. And then you get got to a TV show where you're like, you got one week to make this, and then next one week to make the next one. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, that's not as good as the movie, so fuck that. Yeah. Samuel but, Jackson shows up a couple times yeah. too. But nice. but at the should. at yeah. the same time, you can get good TV writers, right? Like we've seen yeah. we've seen good TV writing. It exists. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's always sunny. It can put on a really snappy, plithy conversation. Yeah. So you say. Yeah. Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock fucking yes. just kills it. Like if you want. Yeah, but you're you're talking about the best the best comedy on TV. Like yeah, but yeah. but Marvel. Speaking but of 30 you're, you're telling me that Disney doesn't have that money to get these writers right. to work on their fucking this, one of this their. This was ABC, which is owned Disney. by Disney. Yeah, that's true. Which is you're absolutely right. Oh, ABC Marvel. is Disney's network. <laughs> I'm so sad, guys. Yeah, so, exactly. But, like speaking speaking of Thirty Rock and writers, <laughs> let me just wrap this up. The uh, like worth at, it at oh the God. end. I actually enjoyed it. I felt it did. It did like robustify my understanding of what was going on in the movies. Robustify. I'm going to turn into season two, but like you better like it's really rough. It's a rough ride, and it it, it gets way better in the second half of the season because they're dealing with like once the, the traitors happen, every show is like it feels like it's a half hour, even though it's an, an hour long because yeah. like all of their computers are hacked and owned by Hydra. They don't know if anybody on the ship is a freaking traitor or not. Every ally that they've met along the way, they meet like five or six different like high up shield agents. Every one of them, they're like, is he a traitor? Are they not? And then they, the, the people who are Hydra agents double cross them pretending to be real shield agents and then go back and forth on it. It's like, it's pretty, pretty nuanced, but, but holy shit, is it a rough ride? Cool. Yeah. Donald Glover for Spider-Man. Yeah. What? Kind of happens. In the sense of? In the sense that they're making a Miles Morales cartoon. Okay. So Don, And they cast Donald Glover. Nice. Spider-Man. I'm sorry, who, who is Donald Glover? Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino, one of the writers <laughs> for 30 Rock, and was on Community. 
The Black Iron Community. It was also started I with... I do not watch Community. I absolutely hate it. Have you watched 30 Rock? Yes. He was one of the writers on 30 Rock. Okay. He's also a rapper known as Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino. The guy that you guys keep fucking talking about that I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. We talk about a lot of things. Yeah. He is one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's well, gonna... well, we follow his career pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've, I've been watching his shit since like Derek Comedy. So. Sure. His stand-up thing on HBO was good. Oh, and his really movie the, with the three... Um... What Remember the like comedy movie that he did? Yeah, that was with the dark comedy guys. Yeah, where yeah, it was yeah, like was... they were a bunch of like like Encyclopedia Brown type people, but oh like grown ups. So, so cheesy, but super funny. <laughs> yeah, like it it, it's like very over the top. It's like they're like you're a grown so, up. Stop trying. Anyway, to he's also a big internet celebrity. He's got a great Twitter following, yeah. and um, might be very depressed. At some point, uh, a few years ago, uh, Twitter was like, "Hey, Donald Glover should play Spider Man." Exploded, because, which would kind of be awesome, but. In comic books, well, one that got shot down, and then there was a whole bunch of really racist stuff directed his way because of something that someone else said where he should play Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> really awful racist stuff. Really? Yeah. There's a whole bit about this. He was like, You mean because Spider Man can't be black? Spider Man can't be black? What are you hey, if about? Nick Fury can be black, fucking Spider Man can be black. Right. And then. It's even crazier because Spider Man's in a fucking mask. Yeah. Like, literally, even if he is black for most of the movie. Who the fuck knows what color Spider-Man is? Like, yeah. you, Spider-Man is not a color. He's red and blue. Like, <laughs> Peter Parker is a color, but like the character doesn't have any fucking racial attributes about him. Even his face is covered. Uh, and then he and, and Donald Glover in one of his comedy specials is like, my favorite insult was like, how would you like it if we cast Michael Cera as Shaft? First of all... <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> first of all, why would I care about Shaft like he's like our great African American hero like no <laughs> also that would be amazing I would go watch that movie all day every day the whole time it was in theaters Michael Sarah Michael Sarah and Shaft that would be amazing yep just doing that like weird little like skinny like strut yeah <laughs> so good Shaft. Just like walking in really slowly, lying down in the bed, but it's full of naked women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like face down with the Snoopy music playing. <laughs> I just think of his silhouette dancing at the beginning of Superbad. That's yeah. like all I have right now. Uh, Anyways, he uh, there's another there's a character in the comic books in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker dies in Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He is replaced by a character called Miles, Mor- Miles Morales, hmm. who is a black Tino. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donald Glover's going to be voicing him in the cartoon. Amazing. Spider-Man 2099 was this Latino, right? Yeah. yeah Miguel like, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man isn't even like every incarnation. I think 2099 was early 90s. Like There was an incarnation of Spider-Man nearly like well, probably 20 years ago where he was not white. Yeah, but that was a weird science fiction future, Keith. That oh, wasn't okay. actually going to happen. <laughs> okay, I understand. Not White Spider-Man was a fantasy of the future. Well, what was it? Like the fucking the ass- racist assholes in Thor... Oh, the... yeah, because What's-His-Face was black. Oh, Captain Heimdall. America. Yeah. Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah Heimdall. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. What about Daredevil? When they cast uh, Kingpin. No, I don't think there was any racist backlash against yes, that. Everyone was. was like, Michael Clark Duncan is an amazing Kingpin. Anybody yeah. who wanted to say anything racist got real scared of Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But there also, was, he's there a was pretty sweet average. Kingpin. Yeah. Dude, the pimp suit. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Now he's going to see if I don't mean, like, actually a suit that a pimp wear. I was thought his shit was cool alright does anyone have anything else to wrap up a happy note happy thoughts guys John, how, how was DFA Dude, they were fucking great DFA oh, yeah how did we not even talk about we the... did not even get to fucking it's the because show. we were so like un... spent half an hour talking about guys, Comic-Con guys yeah. guys, guys what's DFA 
Death from Above, 1979. Yeah, um, we went to the um, the block party. See, she rolls her fucking eyes. They're I, so heavy, aggressive music, and you're like, oh, God, I don't even know them. Okay, okay. We went to this show. <laughs> that was the MRCY block party yes. on Sunday. Headliners. We went to see it on Friday. Friday. Oh yeah, it was a busy weekend on Friday. So then it was um, headliners were Death from Above, 1979, Metric, and the Neutral Milk Hotel. Neutral Milk Hotel. Yes. So do you those, wanna... those three go on freaking mixtapes together all the time. They, they yeah, do not. That was a so, bit of a problem. Ma- major mistakes that they made, I yeah. feel, is that even if Neutral Milk Hotel was going to get a longer set than DFA, because DFA was playing for about an hour, which is fair, because like, if you put all of their music end-to-end, it's 86 minutes. Yeah. Everything they've ever done across the two EPs <laughs> and two albums is 86 minutes. So they can't play a huge set anyway. Which I like. I get that they're going to play a shorter set. Neutral Milk will probably get a longer set, because they have like a million albums, and their songs are like seven minutes long. Right. But they're like kind of like hippie ensemble folk stuff. And there's no way where you can have just listened to DFA for an hour and then have a guy be like with his banjo. And I'm like, I'm not even... That was his opening tune, right? It was just him alone with a banjo going for a while. A little while. And I was like, I'm not opposed to you expressly. But given that I just watched Death from Above 1979 for an hour, I'm, I'm like, up here and you're down there. Yeah, exactly. Why don't, why like, don't you come to me? It's like you just walked yeah. out of the club and into an elevator. Oh, that happened to me when I went to see Slayer and then Manson played right after them, Marilyn Manson. I feel that those that are... That was such not, a downer. Such a bigger gap. I really am going to play for you a new Shalom Hotel song after this. Slayer, <laughs> Death from Above. Imagine Slayer and then into Mumford and Sons. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's much of a difference. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. No, no. This was like... A guy with a banjo saying D to D. And DFA is pretty heavy. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that from you. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, and then after that was Metric, which was just so lame. So flat. Yeah. Like, Metric, I was like, their, their songs sound exactly the way they do on the radio, and the band seems to not really give a shit that they're making that music. Yeah. They all just look like they're doing stage stuff. Like, they're like, we are performing the way people perform on stage. Their music was, like, top-notch. If you're a Metric fan, it sounds just like the album, but I don't yeah. really know why you'd want to... Go see that in concert. Go totally see didn't concert. didn't do anything for me. I'm not a really big metric fan. The chick's voice just like weirds me out. It sounds a little like One she's or two songs. she's kind of a robot. And then she also like always sings in the same very narrow range. And then I don't know them. She sounds like she's putting on a fake voice to me. So it doesn't doesn't do anything for yeah. me. But anyway, the show did nothing to change that. Yeah. Did you guys see DFA on Letterman? I saw the clip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with cool. flutes. Yeah. <laughs> with flute. Paul's playing flutes in the background. <laughs> That, that's, that song freaks me out just in general when Keeler leans forward and is like the yeah. I'm like what are you doing Jesse Keeler who are you like and I know it's the radio song and it's like the radio track off the album and whatever but it's still weird when you see They'll also like just I don't know I love their whole stage presence and everything like, but they just like wandered out on stage like smoking a cigarette and like they're not like finished you're like yeah. such assholes <laughs> and then uh, he told a little story about his grandfather being dead and then everybody cheered and he's, and he's like, like thanks guys for my thanks dead guys grandpa. he just cheered my grandfather's death when your grandfather dies I'm gonna laugh at you and cheer and then and then half of like so like later on in the show half of the audience is moshing cause death from above fucking rocks and the other half is just kinda like they're like nodding their heads quietly enjoying quietly enjoying not really like rocking out and wh- who was it? Keeler. Keeler like walks over and he's like, "Yeah, you guys are having fun. You guys over there, I guess you're you're here for whatever one of the other guys." And he's yeah, like, like, "You guys, I guess, are gonna have fun later, <laughs> later. tonight." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, something else. 
is not Death from Above. Yeah. yeah, they were they they were really 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 good, and yeah. they also one of my chief complaints about the new album that came out last week was that it wasn't as like heavy. I was like, does like Sebastian doesn't scream as much and Jesse doesn't shred as much. They gave it their all, but yeah. live yeah. there's like screaming in the like tracks that is not there on the album, which I thought was kind of cool that they were like. I was like, I kind of even had a feeling. I was like, I bet you there's like another notch that they can like kick into live when they're like into yeah. it, and it totally happened. So new album's also great what, though. What I liked yeah, about the show good. was that it was pretty small. Like it was still it was like five thousand people. Tops. Where was tops, it? Tops, tops. Tops. It was at the parking lot of Montmorency College. Yeah. Which is like a weird <laughs> venue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird, but it wasn't an expensive show. And then we're, we haven't even talked about the opening bands. There was like Fox four was local really bands. That yeah. played before these guys, so like you could have showed up at like two o'clock and there would have been music all the way until eleven or twelve. But the sound considerations out there would be way less. They can go. Pa- they can go past eleven. They, yeah. Like yeah. Metric only took the stage at like ten fifteen. Like ten thirty. They started. Yeah, even ten yeah. thirty. Yeah, exactly. How many empty PBR cans were there all over the place? No PBR. They served Bud. Yeah. Well, huh. out of that. That's better <laughs> than I expected. King of beers. <laughs> the king of beers. I'm seeing Red Fang soon. They're coming to Montreal for fucking finally. That's cool. Yes. You I guys like, have no idea who Red Fang is. I like Fact. Red Fang. I keep talking about Red Fang. Isn't Steel Panther opening for Judas Priest, or did that already happen? I don't know. Probably. Red Fang, they But aren't do those a things of... you should be immediately aware of? I'm talking about Red Fang. Okay. Red Fang does a lot of, like, instrumental metal, too, right? They're freaking awesome in everything that no, they no, do. No, uh, am I correct in saying that? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I think I think I've heard a couple of their albums where it's like we're going to play heavy metal and no one's going to sing for ten minutes. I, that sounds like, like oh, something that okay, they would do. That's cool. I, I haven't yeah. listened to their uh, an entire album through. I I know like a few songs and I know them very well. I like them a lot. They are great fun live and their videos, their their music videos are always good geek fun. Okay. Maybe on that delightful note. Red Fang. Yeah, Red Fang. Anything else coming up between now and then? I think so, guys. The end yeah. of this Anyone podcast. Anyone check out that Keith? new U two album? Fuck off, Scott. <laughs> was it that really? bad? <laughs> I, I don't even. One, yes, it was like every the last three U two albums. Yeah. So like, who cares? You're gonna hear it on the radio right. way too much. And I'm not going to. I I never listen. You're to gonna, radio you're gonna be somewhere where they're playing a radio, and you'll be like, "Is that a new U uh, two? Does that sound like Bono? Yeah. I guess that's Bono. Bono. Yeah. Uh, the freaking Apple U two. Downloaded it straight to iTunes. On right, right. Was in iTunes. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it's in my iTunes. I checked yesterday. I was like, Oh, oh they pushed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you didn't yeah, catch yeah. this? Holy yeah, shit. no, I thought it was just free for everybody. No, I, no, no, I no, caught no, that no. part. It was Update pushed. Update iTunes. Why is there now 12 new U2 songs? Dude, I did not update my iTunes. And it's in there. Uh, it must be in your It was in auto-updated. Or something. In your, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It, I... Like, probably the only person here... And probably in a wide radius of this city, I actually kind of like iTunes as my music player. Yeah, um, I'm still really upset. By That's that. still shitty. That's just... it is super shitty, especially I, I don't even, with considerations. I don't even phone. hate yeah. you two. Yeah, I'm just like the fuck. My the cousin, fuck? my cousin I, had the best update on Facebook. He was like, "Hey, uh, Apple, does your warranty cover me throwing my phone at my wall when a shitty U2 song comes on <laughs> when I'm playing, listening to Shuffle?" <laughs> like. You're just like what the because like he works at a he works at a food truck in Halifax yeah. or whatever. And he's like they just put the I, iPhone on whatever. And he's like there's like very specific music that we listen to while working in a food truck during a rush. Yeah. It's very specific. It's a fucking very tight ecosystem that's going on where like three people. <laughs> Bono on, throws that shit right on, at the window. on top of each other. High pressure fucking orders coming in and then it's like and he's like what the fuck is this shit? and he's like you can't change it because you're in the middle of a fucking lunch rush. And right. You're just like go fuck. 
fuck yourself. Now we're listening to you <laughs> And it just shows up in your playlist. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's crazy. That was weird. The other not, fucked up part is that... Cool. We're going so over. But yeah. the other fucked up part is where the conversation Sarah and I were having. We're like, can you two now use this as like... They're like, oh, so many fucking albums sold. We had 10 million downloads. downloads. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like 10 million downloads. Most yeah. downloaded album yeah. of the year. The yeah. triple platinum or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like how Prince had the best-selling album a couple years ago because he gave it away in the London newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 15 million albums that were just they were just there. You like sports? Oh, I wonder how like many. A CD <laughs> it's a Prince album. Prince. <laughs> Prince is so fucking crazy, though. Prince is the best, isn't he? Yeah, but it's total numbers. Like we've totally moved 10 million copies. Give me. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you physically moved them. <laughs> a paper boy moved them. We should start. <laughs> Like printing CDs of our podcast. podcast. Yeah, 10,000 podcasts a month. We just keep rewriting the same CDs. We should do that in February <laughs> next year so that when the, the con circuit comes around and we're looking to get yeah. pa- passes, we can be fuck like, that. well, no, fuck we had 10,000 downloads. If we have 10,000 downloads a month, we're going to have a panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been 9 to 5. I'm Scott. I'm Sophie. I'm Joe. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.